EA Sports. It's in the game. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's images or some of your oldest memories. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. And your biggest heartbreaks. This is college football. It's tradition, pageantry, and intensity. You can visit every school in the country and never see the same thing twice. It's the option at Georgia Tech, the pistol at Nevada, and the spread no huddle. It's Howard's Rock, the smoke in Miami, and every Saturday, you tap that sign. This is what makes college football special. This is why your school is more than who you root for. It's who you are. The wait is over. College football is here. This is episode 15 of season two. And, um, Moon, we're like a month removed from the national championship game. We're a little over a month removed since the last time you and I came together. Um, we got to talk college football. And in this month's time, so much has happened. So, so many good things. Um, starting off with uh, a little over a week ago, EA Sports announcing the return of NCAA football, uh, something that we have advocated for on the show countless times since season one and advocated and, and just in general uh, ever since the series ceased to exist in 2013, you know, with the lawsuits and everything. And well, uh, and here we are in 2021 and NCAA football is coming back. Scott, we made it. We're we here. made it, brother. We are here. It is incredible. I can't believe that the game is coming back. This is for everybody that I've ever played this game with, against all the dynasties that have been done. Like, this is excellent news. Excellent news. I mean, it's so iconic. I mean, the cult following of, of the college football video game is, I mean, when you talk about sports games, you know, there's cults out there. You got your 2K Madden has kind of been here and there. It's kind of fell off over the last few years. We know about the FIFA cult, of course. Um, Absolutely. But, but something about college football, the NCAA football series, was just different. Absolutely different. Up to up to this very point where, you know, just this past season, I was playing on the PS3, the NCAA 14, with, you know, 2020 rosters. And... uh that's, that just goes back to the to the following that you're speaking to. I mean, it's incredible that someone every year since the game has been discontinued has been going on and editing every single team on the game, every single team. You know, and when you think about all those teams that are on there, it's it's insane the amount of work that goes into it. But uh, they have um, online communities on, on Operation Sports, 
for for anyone who ever wants to go look at how uh, those rosters were ever put together. But obviously a thing of the past now. But I mean, I, I just can't believe we're here, man. Um, all the new things that they're probably going to add is going to be incredible. Yeah, and I mean, just the the fact that when they stop doing this, uh, to Malone's point. I mean, the rosters keep being updated every year so you can continue to play with the teams as the players come and, uh, you know, enroll in school and just kind of continue with that legacy. And that's actually made the game more popular now than it was when it came out. And I think we may have talked about this in season one to get a copy of NCAA football 14 right now on the aftermarket, you're looking at about 150 bucks. Um, if you can find it from a GameStop, GameStop hasn't marked down a little bit, but they're still selling it for like 70 because they know it's sought after and people want this game because they know what's going on. And, and so that's just crazy to me that this is a game that really the, the value of it is, is so high a game that's eight years old now. Um, and, now here we are that we're finally going to get a new one. It's going to be next gen, so PS5, Xbox Series X. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you'll probably end up seeing like a PC version as well. And some of the modes, I mean, you the the Dynasty mode is just absolutely like one of the outright best modes of any video game ever. Period. Hands down, dude. Like being able to recruit players year in and year out and try to secure like a, a great class for whatever school you're, you're choosing to play with is insane. And, and like, and just going back to the, to the 2014 game, I mean, dude, there's, there's stadiums on FIFA right now where it's not the real stadium for these teams. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about in 2014, they literally had every single stadium on this on this game. Every single stadium is personalized down from the, your, your top of the food chain schools all the way down to the, the lowest or lowest school on the game. Every single stadium is personalized down to the T. And it's just, I, I, man, it, it's insane. I can only imagine what's going to happen next. The dynasty mode, the Heisman mode that they're probably going to have where you're like just like a high schooler coming up. Of course, where you play as the individual player, that mode is probably going to be insane. We may be, we may see something like a, a coaching mode where you're just strictly calling plays and recruiting. Like it may, like no, no telling what they, what they're going to have to offer. But you got to imagine that it's going to be, you know, they're going to have some up their sleeve. Of course, I mean, you know, you think about a game that we used to get a new installment every year. Now it's been eight years, and that's just now. I mean. EA was very, very brief in their announcement. All we know is that the game is coming back, but there's a lot of speculation as to when. A lot of people are saying we're not going to see the game in 2021. It's probably going to be at the earliest 2022. Um, So all we have now is that confirmation that the game is coming, but there's going to be some some more time we're going to end up having to wait. Uh, But I'm really curious to see how the time frame of how long it's been since we've seen this game what they are going to add on and incorporate but and of course everything that they're going to keep from previous games but you know one thing that i used to like was that you know they had a way where when you played with your like your heisman character you could also integrate him into the madden game that came out that year as well and i wonder if they're going to continue to do stuff like that 
Yeah, that would be interesting, but I'd have to imagine that um, the NCAA and and Madden would have to have some semblance of an agreement as well in order to uh, cross the platforms with with as far as you know just the the schools. Well, which I guess they do have an agreement because I haven't played Madden in some years, but they do have some schools on Madden now, don't don't they? they? Do um, so right, I right. I have been playing. Um, I have Madden twenty one, and I've played a little bit of the of the you know the create your player i forget what it's called uh face of the franchise i think is what it right, is right, okay um, okay and yeah you start off in high school like it's more in depth than it was the previous year so you start off in high school you play uh, like two or three games of high school and then you play in college you get to pick you know the school uh i think there's like maybe eight of them uh, right. of course you know where i went but uh right 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 so it's yeah they have a they definitely have some kind of agreement currently. Um, I don't know if it's just with the schools that are in the game or if it's the NCAA in general. But I mean, there's already. I think this was kind of that was actually the stepping stone to make something like this happen again. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, man. It's it's that that would definitely be interesting. I gotta imagine that they would implement that right back into the into the game plan um, overall. Because I mean that was. That had to be pretty popular. Can you imagine? Well, I'm going to stop real quick. Can you imagine if, because we're still also in the talks of everything happening with players being paid for their likeness and everything. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if this game comes out and not only do we get the game and we get the teams and we get all the schools, what if we got the player names? Man, that would be absolutely insane. Um, insane. But, you know, it's possible. I feel like it is. I feel like for the first time, this is something that could potentially happen. Um, and, I mean, you know, we it didn't matter if it was going to happen or not because, you know, there's always somebody who goes in and edits the names anyways and you can right. just download that roster. But if they actually include it in the game, I mean, that'll definitely be a game changer. And I wonder what it could possibly mean. I mean – do you think we're man i'm i'm over here getting excited thinking about it uh online dynasty see i think i think we'll get that because we had that because i remember me you and jeff doing one um i'm not sure if it was 14 or 13 but we did one it was one of those years yeah it was one of those years one of those last years and um so yeah i gotta imagine they bring that right back which is obviously an incredible incredible like we would have to do something where i mean i'm talking try to get like 10 people and do oh yeah you know what i mean like legit legit and just and just go at it uh that would just be incredibly fun um quick side note totally random in all this but i'll still never forgive ea sports the the game the 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 15 that was going to be coming out was going to yeah. have a, a video game version of college, a college video game version of Leonard Fournette. And if anyone remembers, Leonard Fournette was probably one of the biggest prospects coming out, easily the biggest running back prospect coming out since Adrian Peterson when he was coming out of high school. And right. I was so stoked about him being on a video game for college and how good he was going to be. You know what I mean? And yeah. they cut it off right that year. And it was like, man, I'll, I'll never forgive him for it. Yeah, um, I completely understand. I mean, it was kind of the same thing with uh, 
that was the year, um, you know, Deshaun Watson enrolled in Clemson and he right. was a freshman. So I completely understand. Um, but we, we've had what we've had, you know, these, uh, the NCAA football 13 for, or 14, excuse me, for all these years. And now we're finally going to be not stuck on those same, though. I mean, the graphics weren't bad, but at the same time, they're starting to get bad, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, comparatively speaking with, uh, things that we have available to us, uh, is definitely starting to look not too good. Um, but, uh, we can only imagine how great they're going to be on yeah. the next gen. Now it's just a matter of waiting. I hate waiting, but we got to wait for EA to give us some more info, some more insight, what kind of game modes we're going to be looking at, the online dynasty, the regular dynasty, the Heismans, um, and, and so on and so forth. Who knows what else they're going to have? Uh, again, eight years in the making They're you know, they got some, they got some ideas, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they got some really good ideas that they're going to have. And, um, you know, it should be a good time. One thing I definitely will be interested to see as well. One thing that they used to have on the older ones, um, I'm talking like NCAA 06, 07. They yeah. used to have uh, Division two schools on there. Like I, I remember, remember that. You remember we used to have like those those yep. those super small schools on there, and um, I mean like a whole fleet of them. And I think that would be awesome if they brought that back as well. Especially some of those ones that are a little more high profile, and you got. Uh, you got, you know, like you think about Jackson State with, with Deion Sanders. You know, it would be cool yeah. to have have uh, that school on there and just some of the old classic, you know, uh, uh, Division two teams. Like, um, you know, you think about North Dakota State, who's who's won their national championships uh, for their division over the last couple of years. And you can do all kinds of things, like, you know, they, that they could do. Um, so it would be interesting to see if they can uh, pull some cool stuff off, man, and, you know, Surprises, I guess. Absolutely. So now we do is uh, sit back and wait for that game to come out. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, EA doesn't keep us in the dark for too long. But we have the announcement. NCAA football is coming back. They've been listening to free tuition because we've been begging for this. But it's uh, it, it was it was a, it was a great day that day. Um, I know you and I were going back and forth. Uh, I mean, just absolute joy coming from both of us when they made this announcement. Yeah, no, nah, I felt like uh, a little kid. It felt like Christmas again. I mean, it was just uh, can't believe it. Can't believe it. I, but I definitely agree with you uh, with your point you made earlier that it's definitely going to be 2022 before we get the game. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of fine details to be worked out, but um the biggest hurdle has been you know conquered though so um yeah now it's, now it's you know it's just a waiting game here we go well let's you know we'll move on from that game we'll move into another game that you know happened about a month ago now um we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but the national championship game that was played against alabama and ohio state uh by now i'm sure everybody knows alabama came out victorious they are national champions again this is saving this is number seven right uh yeah i believe so seven for nick saban which i mean that's incredible you know we talk about tom brady who just also won his seventh and that's over that 20-year period which is also remarkable but 
seven national championships in what's he in now? Year thirteen? Was it oh eight? Uh yeah. Oh eight. So seven national championships in thirteen years. He wins more than half of the time. Uh it's I mean I mean it's just the the legacy just continues with Nick Saban and I mean at this point is he is I mean is he the GOAT like all time? Like all time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's the goat. He's the goat football coach, uh, college football coach. I mean, it's 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 clear. I mean, he's clear. You know, um, maybe one day, way down the line, somebody will top him. But for now, man, he he's the goat. What he's done at Alabama has been, um, you know, second to none. Uh, top class after top class. Not only getting top class, but producing the results as well. Um, and you know. Here they are. They won again. Uh, and it's crazy in this championship game. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of his first championship with Bama, this game, when they played against Texas. Uh, it was the Colt McCoy era. Mm-hmm. They knocked Colt McCoy out. I think it was a second, first or second play of the game. And Colt McCoy was out and they brought in a freshman quarterback. Uh uh what was what was guy's name? Um I think Garrett Gilbert, something like that. Uh end up leaving Texas. But anyway, first play of the game, um, Ohio State, Alabama. Alabama knocks out Trey Sermon. Yeah. Um Trey Sermon dominated the previous matchup that he was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and just was really the uh, the spoon that stirred the drink for them in their offense, really, you know. So to, to lose them like that, I think, was a huge blow. But it definitely reminded me of that when it first happened. And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on the actual uh, game itself uh, in a moment. But I did want to uh, ask one more thing. Uh, did you see – the video, I think it was leaked out that like it's like, or maybe it was an audio recording, but it was Nick Saban, his like recruiting pitch. Yeah, I did. You did. Like, it's one thing that he said that really stood out to me was incredible. He said, "You're going to play better competition in practice than in the games." Yeah, and that's that's. I don't think there's another school you can say that about. Maybe Ohio State. <clears throat> Maybe Clemson. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, think that he's the, you know, that may be true at some other schools perhaps, but I think that's the probably one school we could really be like, we know that's true. Oh, it's definitive. Absolutely. Like, it's it's absolutely a fact. Uh their practices are probably so competitive, it's it's probably insane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his recruiting pitch was, was I mean, you know. It was incredible. It was good. It was it was good. I mean, he was fine. Alabama. Yeah, I was kind of ready to go. I was like, ah, man, you know, like, shit, you probably got me, Nick, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He, you can you can see how he, why he gets it done and how he gets it done. And I mean, once you have the results behind you, on on a consistent basis like he has i mean i gotta imagine as a recruit he's a tough guy to turn down yeah absolutely i, I mean it, it was just 
remarkable to watch. Uh, his yeah, that that pitch. Um, so it's no wonder he comes out with you know number one recruiting classes every year. But back to the game now. I'm, Malone, you and I talked about this a little bit. So when the national championship game was um, going on. I was in the midst of a bachelor party in Las Vegas. Uh, shout out my buddy Michael White. Get married in March. Excited for him. So we're at his bachelor party. By the way, Vegas, COVID restrictions were very, very tight. So, you know, everybody was uh, pretty much safe the entire time. You know, not more than like three people per table. Mask everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Um, I know where we live, South Carolina, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but here, like, there, I mean, most people wear masks, but there are no restrictions. So you got people walking around without masks everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely not the same in Vegas. But I remember very, very little from that game because it was Monday night. Monday happened to be the one night where we probably went the hardest. Mm -hmm. Um, And all I remember was the first quarter. I remember Trey Sermon getting hurt, and it definitely, you know, I was like, well, damn, this is not good. Um, but they looked, I remember in that first quarter, they looked like they're, oh, it was like, okay, you know, they're, they still got some fight in them. You know, they're going to make this a game. And I remember we were in the hotel room at that point in time, and that's when we started going down to, uh, you know, we went, we were staying at Caesars, so we went down to the book there. Um, we ended up, I think, in, um, Aria, and that's where shit hit the fan, and all of a sudden, Bama is up, you know, 35 to 14 or whatever the shit was. It was crazy, but I I hardly watched any of the game because I was, hey, I I mean, I was pretty pretty hammered. Um, I'm not going to lie. So, and I was also gambling a lot, so my focus was not really as much on the game. Um, I know little bits and pieces. Um, Obviously, I watched the highlights, but Malone, I'm going to lean to you to, uh, you know, what happened to Ohio State, uh, aside from Trey Sermon, because they have other running backs. But, um, I mean, I know Devontae Smith had a hell of a game, but, I mean, was there something that happened to Ohio State that really, you know, cost them the chance to win a national championship here? Uh, I mean, really it was just Bama's defense stepped up. You know, obviously, like we talked about earlier, that first play of the game, Trey Sermon getting hurt, I think that was kind of, uh, I think it may have shell-shocked Ohio State a little bit, just like for the long term. I mean, they they competed in that first quarter. And, uh, you know, they answered Bama a couple times, which was, you know, a positive sign for me in the beginning of the game. But as the game went on, you know, Alabama's offense just kept scoring, bro. They kept scoring, and I mean – when you're doing that and you got to come back down and score and you're not, you know, obviously your plays change. You got to go for the gusto a little bit more. And then those plays are harder to convert. And it just became a, a bust uh, uh, eventually. And, you know, they were just uh, uh, constantly trying to play catch up and it was not working at all. I mean, Mac Jones, like 400. I mean, what, what, what was this? 464 yards, five touches, no picks. I mean, 36, 36 for 45, uh, you know, Najee Harris scored two touches. Devontae Smith, I mean, 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. I mean, you know, what 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 can you really say? Uh, 
because I really think the offense is really kind of what did I, and the defense just made timely stops, and eventually they just kind of pinned their ears, ears back and was going after Justin Fields because that's all that Ohio State could do was throw the ball at a certain point. Uh, uh, Barmar, the defensive lineman, yeah, he he's really good. He he definitely dominated the game um, on the D line, but yeah, they you know. Bama, man, what, what can we say? What can we say? Uh, Ohio State tried. I think Justin Fields is still a little bit hurt, obviously, from the prior week. Sure. Uh, with the ribs, but, um, you know, receivers weren't giving them too much. Olave had, like, a decent game, 8 for 69, but uh, Gary Wilson was definitely, you know, they had the clamps on him, and they needed him to go off or at least have a, a semblance of a good game to even have a chance. And Yeah. It, it was tough, tough day for him. It's just one of those years. Um, I mean, that's how it goes with Alabama. It's like every other year or every three years. But coming up to soon going to be spring camp um, and also, of course, uh, the NFL draft. One of the big things that we saw this offseason so far is um, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, hiring Urban Meyer. And so now we're looking at potentially uh, Urban Meyer being the head coach for, uh, you know, number one pick, uh, possible number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I think by all indications here, that seems to be what's going to happen. And, um, you know, it's like I uh, like I said in the free tuition chat earlier this week. I mean, I don't even know why any other scouts or teams even showed up for um, – Trevor's pro day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jacksonville is not trading a pick. They'd be crazy to trade the pick. I think the city would go ballistic if they trade the pick. So, yeah, I, I, I think Trevor is definitely going to be a Florida guy here pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was um there was something I saw. Uh, I think it was – maybe it was 247. No, it was Rivals. Rivals posted – they tweeted a video of Trevor. It was the first time they scouted him. And they show this video of Trevor throwing at nets and missing every single one. And Trevor retweets it. You know, he's kind of laughing. He's laughing it off. He's like, yo, chill out. You know, I'm not a big net guy thrower or whatever. Yeah. And I looked at the replies on that tweet, and there was a Jacksonville fan that replied. He was like, Trevor, you say the word, and we will burn every net in Jacksonville tonight. <laughs> like... Like they, <laughs> they are ready for this man, and uh, and I think I mean he's a he's a guy that can he can take them to the promised land if he gets the tools. Not well, not I mean he has the tools, but he needs the like the weapons. He's going to need a defense behind that team, um, and if he if he gets everything, like if he can get the weapons that they had a few years ago with Jalen Ramsey and all those guys, that team that made the playoffs. Right. If he gets any semblance of a team like that, that's a Super Bowl team. Like he's just, he's got the tools. He's got the, the, the poise. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, I definitely think he's a possible Super Bowl winning quarterback. Hey, I'll tell you, as far as offensive weapons, I mean, the Jaguars really have a, a, quite a quite a bit of weapons um i mean you you, you got james robinson the, the undrafted free agent this past year who was a gem for them at the running back position um 
You got LaVisca Chanel at, at wide receiver, who's a, a second-round pick um, out of Vanderbilt, I want to say, who had a, a pretty decent rookie campaign. And then at wide receiver one, you got DJ Chark from LSU, who's a stud. Yeah. Who, um, you know, just needs a damn quarterback to give him the football. Um, and, and I you know, I think that might be a, a connection we see here fairly early, which might be pretty nice. Uh you know, I, I would I would have DJ Chark pretty high up here on uh, on fantasy radar for uh, for folks. Just a little just a little little nugget for you out there. DJ Chark, fantasy football, twenty twenty one. But yeah, man. But yeah, defensively, they can get some pieces. I think this draft they probably go heavy offensive line and and defense. I mean, you get you get your quarterback with pick one. They got <clears throat> excuse me, they got quite a few extra picks too. I believe. Oh yeah, uh, from the from the Jalen Ramsey trade. So, yeah, they they gonna be all right. They gonna be all right. Um, you know, I am wanting to see what what Urban Meyer can really do out here. His most successful quarterback in the league has been Alex Smith. Every yeah. quarterback that he's put out since then has done little to nothing in the NBA. So, and now we're, we're putting Trevor Lawrence in his hands to develop, yeah. uh, for the NFL. So, you know, I'm, um, I think Trevor's going to be one of those players who, who going to be able to succeed, uh, despite the coaching, like, you know, no matter who the coach is type deal, you know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's that kind of talented. Uh, he'll be able to survive, coaches you know but it's going to be an important beginning for him with him and uh urban meyer so i'm I'm hoping urban meyer is doing his homework and getting prepared to cultivate the talent that he's going to have on his hands i think so and you know i mean urban meyer he has a he has a pretty good track record of winning uh now granted that's pretty much it's ncaa i mean it's this is a different beast the nfl um you know you're not doing with kids anymore you're dealing with grown men so uh, I, i'm really interested to see how his how it's going to translate to the nfl but i mean it's i mean if you first year you got a kid like trevor lawrence to kind of build off of uh, it's you got a you got a pretty good ceiling i think yeah no you definitely got a good ceiling there um yeah like you just said too he's he's you know going to be coaching grown men now um he's already had to you know he hired a guy and then the guy had to resign what a day or two right after getting hired i mean it's not they're not off to the best start as far as uh what he's got going on as far as coaching um hires and uh all that jazz um i don't know if you've been reading about that or saw about or saw any of that stuff but Mm. um did you happen to read that? I, I I don't think I did, no. Yeah, so they he hired uh the former um Iowa strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. to come on the staff and said that, you know, he thought, you know, he was getting uh you know, it was a guy he's known for twenty years, so guy he's trust, so he's bringing him on staff. This guy got fired from Iowa nine months ago from uh because they had over like Iowa had over over between 50 and 75 players 
complained about the guy for like racial abuse. Um, oh, that's lovely. Over over the years, and Urban Meyer hired the guy on his staff because he said that he's known the guy for twenty years, and that he's uh, and that he's changed. Um, so obviously, that didn't go well uh, yeah. publicly. Uh, so the guy was like hired and fired, like you know, it was a fairly quick process. Um, yeah, damn. Because yeah, he would have been having to ask like grown men, like you, you know, they would have been asking questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that locker room, it's like, what, are, like, what are you doing here? You know, type deal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely when you got players that are on on contracts and getting paid millions. I mean, yeah, they're not going to look up to you like a like a. I mean, they will look up to you almost like an authority figure, but not really. Not uh, yeah. College, you know, coaches are a little bit different because you're still a kid. You and you're trying to get there. You're trying to get trying yeah. to get to the NFL. So there's things that you're gonna like. A college a college kid trying to get to the league. There's things that you're gonna tolerate and let slide. As far as coaching treatment, because you know you're not trying to lose your scholarship. You're not trying to get kicked out of school. Yeah, not, you know, you're trying to get there to the league. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different factors opposed to when you're a grown man in the league. You got millions in your bank account. You make it more than you make it more than a coach. Yeah, so what, what you know, it's 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 just it's a different dynamic. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes year one because I mean, you know, we presume he's going to take Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, um, and and we'll we'll see how it goes for him. I mean, they're saying he's the the most surefire prospect since Andrew Luck. And if you remember, Andrew Luck took that uh, Colts team to the playoffs his first year. I think they went 11-5. and five. And so that was a team that literally was dead in the water after Peyton Manning got hurt. Um, and they threw the season, but you didn't hear that from me, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, got, and got the future, you know. Right. And then Peyton Manning went and got a ring, so – that's that's still crazy to me that uh that he got a ring and they did not. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, that defense definitely uh oh, they held yeah they held his hand a little bit, but he had a you know he played a part obviously being a quarterback. But yeah, uh, that it is crazy how that worked out. But you know what can you do, man? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the other changes as far as like some things that have been happening this off season, uh. Jeremy Pruitt, um, you know, that Tennessee kind of looks like a little bit of a dumpster fire right now uh, after their little incident that has been going on um, involving him. So if you recall, in, uh, how many weeks ago was this now? I mean, this has probably been, what, three weeks now maybe? maybe yeah, it's been about, it has been about two or three weeks, I want to say, since he got let go. I mean, well, yeah, maybe a month actually because it did yeah. take a while for them to find a coach which is a whole nother thing. I mean, they were getting turned down left and right um, for their opening. So, Yeah. Um, if anybody remembers, so Tennessee had a – I know it was a top ten recruiting class. It may have even been top five. Was it this this past yeah. recruiting class? Yeah. It was up um, there. Yeah. I mean, you know, just for a program that has been just on a free fall for as long as we can remember – for them to just come out of nowhere and have a recruiting class. Like, oh, this is a little bit. I mean, you know, Jeremy was still kind of new. So I was like, maybe there's some kind of 
uh, you know, lured to him. Like, you know, maybe he's appealing to some of these players. I, I, I kind of brushed it off, but um, he has been let go by uh, the Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, um, after a, an internal investigation um, where it involves uh, recruiting violations. So uh, it looks like he probably, I, I don't, I don't even know if the details ever really came out on that. Do you know anything? Uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics um, on it, especially with it being an internal investigation. I doubt we really find out too anyway. much specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, needless to say, the ripple effect of it has been tremendous. Yeah. And so, I mean, you got there and they ended up that, you know, like you said, they had the coaching search and they were having some hard times getting uh, people to even accept the job. Uh, but they did finally end up hiring head coach, uh, Coach Josh. Is it is it Hupel? Yeah, I want to say yeah. Yeah. Um, so Josh Hupel, uh, who is formerly, uh, he's coming from. Oh, what was his last adventure? Uh, he was the UCF coach, though. Yeah, UCF. Um, I was UCF, say, like the ultimate, the ultimate stepping stone gig. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, coming from UCF, uh, he coached there the past uh, couple of seasons after uh, Scott Frost moved on to Nebraska. And so now he takes over this Tennessee team. I don't think – I mean, he's probably just another placeholder. I don't think they're going to – now with these you know, recruiting violations, I mean, we don't even know if – NCAA may not do anything since Tennessee has kind of addressed it themselves, but – you know, it just doesn't look good to recruits, especially when you got you got Alabama to the south of you, you got Clemson to the east of you, you got Georgia to the southeast of you. You're in the middle of this just this this ring of high level uh, recruiting destinations. Um, I don't know, but uh, definitely an interesting story with Jeremy Pruitt as far as you know having that that recruiting class kind of backfire in his face. Yeah, nah, because they were definitely plucking guys from all over the place. And it was, uh, I mean, some really good kids. And um, it's just weird. It's definitely very weird. Uh, So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it ever comes out as far as what took place. But I I doubt we hear anything. But, um, yeah, nah, you know, it had to be significant for them to actually let go of their head coach. but I will say, I, I you know, maybe one of those looking for a reason type deals too. Uh, you yeah. know, they, he hasn't produced the best results here recently, so that might have just been an out for them. Uh, maybe that uh, allows them to not have to pay him a certain amount of money, um, since he, you know, you know how those kind of things go. So, oh yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. see where, where he ends up next. I'm sure he'll get a D coordinator job here. Uh, at some point, probably take the year off this year and then uh, jump back into the fray. Get a little something. Yeah. Well, we're coming up to um, – before we move on to preview the the upcoming 2021 season, is there any other, like, off-season moves that kind of caught your eye or sparked your interest so far? Uh, You know, it's transfer portal, man. Portal going crazy. Um, we uh, – we actually happened to get a Clemson Tiger. That's right. 
Clemson Tiger actually decided to come on down to the bayou and become an LSU Tiger. And that was who? Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones, baby. Mike Jones. Welcome. Mike. <laughs> Welcome to the bayou. So actually, Scott, I'm happy you brought this up. What what can you actually tell me about the kid, man? I hadn't even gone and look at any of his highlights. Yeah, so Mike Jones, uh, Mike Jones Jr., um, he was a starter uh, on the defense uh, uh, linebacker core this past season. It was him, uh, Skalski, and I couldn't tell you who the third starter was off the top of my head. But he, he was a part of that starting core. Um, he was a junior this past season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he'll be coming up to his, uh, I believe, his senior year. Um, kind of hazy on his on his actual year right now, but he, he's, he's been in the program for, for a few years now. Um, really? Okay. This is his third season. So I don't know if he red shirt or not. Um, so he's either a junior, he's a red shirt sophomore, but this is actual third season. He only played four games his first season. So I assume he's a red shirt sophomore. Yeah. He's a red shirt sophomore. Okay. Um, and I mean, just this past year, uh, I'll even go back to uh, the 2019 uh, season. So he played all 15 games. Um, he had 19 total tackles, uh, four tackles for loss for the year. He had a forced fumble. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how he asserted himself. This past season, he only played 10 games. Um, tackle total was actually more. He had 26 tackles. Still have four tackles for loss, two picks, another forced fumble. Um, and the, really the only reason that he kind of – he got hurt. And so right. when that happens, you know, and there's a, there's a couple of guys over at Clemson now that are, that are just, you know, high profile guys. Trent Simpson was a freshman five-star guy from North Carolina uh, who kind of, you know, stepped up and took into that role. And I mean, that's just what happened. You got a five-star guy who gets his opportunity. He's going to go and show out. And I think Mike Jones saw that, if he was coming back to Clemson, he was going to have to share playing time as opposed to being the guy. And I think that's what, you know, at the end of the day, gave him the decision to uh, to enter the transfer portal so he could go to a place where he could still kind of be the guy. Um, and and But also play on a, you know, reputable team. He didn't go to one of these teams to – to, you know, just go and show out and make his stats. He still went to a team where he's like, I can win here too, um, you know, with LSU. Because, I mean, they're going to have they're gonna have another remarkable year next year. Um, and he's a guy that you definitely want in that locker room. I think you and I even talked about it. Uh, the, the linebacker core over there is somewhat young. You got this guy who's coming in a redshirt junior upcoming who's been in a locker room um, uh, with champions, you know, a championship organization and you know you kind of need that for some of these young guys who you know maybe some of them weren't a part of that team a couple of years ago at LSU yeah man absolutely I, I I truly think that Mike Jones is probably like the absolute perfect player that we could have got in the portal um uh at the linebacker position I think he's going to be huge for us uh this past year we had a graduate transfer in the name of Jabril Cox who came from North Dakota State and he kind of you know stabilizes the best we could uh the best he could um from that position which is so important uh in in the sec especially um that linebacker group um next year we'll have uh it'll definitely be uh mike in there starting with uh 
more than likely uh, Michael Baskerville, who came on at the end at, at middle linebacker. And after, at the third linebacker spot, it's going to be interesting. But I think those two will probably be, you know, the first two names on the on the sheet as far as that goes. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to have them. Uh, I, like I said, I hadn't, I hadn't watched him on film, but just from what I've read and heard people talk about him, like he, he sounds exactly like what we need, like, you know, a, a good coverage linebacker, which is so rare these days um, and, and, and a tough thing to have, but you, you need to have it in especially modern day football. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I cannot wait to, to see how he plays. Hopefully spring ball goes well for him and uh, he can cement his place. He's a hell of a player. Um, I'm excited to see what he does over there, too. I'm, I'm glad he's getting this opportunity because I do think he would have shared the playing time. You know, these these other guys, it's no knock against him. He probably still would have started, but these other guys are just so good you can't keep them on the bench type of thing. Yeah. Um, so he, he would have sacrificed playing time. But I'm excited to see what he does over there, and hopefully he make he continues to make enough of a name, you know, that he can take it to the next level at some some point in his career. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he will. Uh, I, I think he's going to be, um, you know, like I say, exactly what we need. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, that's, that's, that's the good side of the portal. There's a negative side to the portal too, obviously depending on who you're talking to. Um, you know, we got a guy, uh, our highest profile recruit from the last year's class, Arik Gilbert, tight end. Um, if you've listened to free tuition, you know who this guy is. You know who the guy is. Uh, he is transferring, leaving LSU. Well, well, he quit on LSU with two games to go. Um, two last two games that LSU did win against Florida and uh, Ole Miss. Um, and he quit. And eventually he's now decided to transfer and he's going to the University of Florida to try to be Kyle Pitts 2.0. Um, so he is leaving LSU and going to the direct SEC East opponent rival. Um, so he will see LSU for at least the next two years. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, man. Um, but I will say I will put this out there now. We can revisit this once the season starts, but um you know, a little birdie told me it'll be interesting to see if he'll be academically eligible for next year. So we'll see. We'll see. So got to hit them books. Got to hit them books. Keep an eye on that. But uh, talk about the art of betrayal, man. I mean, good God. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. I'm, all about, I'm all about these kids doing what's best for them. But some things for me are just are just inexcusable. Yeah, this is one. Yeah, and I guess maybe he feels like he's the kind of guy that can do that. But, I, I mean, who who's replacing Trask over at Florida? Emory Jones. Okay, well, uh, I mean, Emory right. Jones. No. Nah. We don't – good luck to him. Good luck to him, man. Yeah. Good luck to him. So, you know, we'll see. No, not going to kid. He might be nice. He might be nice, nice next year, but he hasn't shown anything yet for us, for me to believe that, you know, he's going to be able to make a Rick Gilbert, Kyle Pitts 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. You know, so he, he I, I, I'm truly baffled by a situation. Well, you know, there's some things that, that go on at LSU that are not the same 
at other schools as far as policies. Um, and and I think that that may have come into place as well. But I'm not here to, uh, you know, talk about people's character and things like that, man. Or assassinate people's character and things of that nature. He, he, I definitely didn't agree with what he did, but I'll just leave that at that because I was going to get into some things, but I'll, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's two sides of the portal, the good side and the bad side. So yeah. you get a player, you lose a player. Um, it's just kind of the way it shakes out. Yeah, you um, know, it's all good. Yeah. But, you know, best part about it is, is there's always next season. Oh, there is. We get to play them. Yeah, you get to play those guys. Um, have you guys gotten your schedules yet? Nah. SEC hadn't announced it yet, no? Nah, they hadn't done anything yet. I know that, um, well, I don't know, Malone. I'm looking through some of the schedule here right now. Oh, really? There's some games. Um, let's see when you guys play them. Um Let's see, LSU, L- Florida at LSU, Saturday, October 16th. Can't wait. And he got to come to Dev Valley? Yep, got to come home. Come on, man. So we've already got some schedule here. Um, 2021 season, I mean, I think there's certain things you can say that are almost for certain going to happen. I think you can almost for certain say that Clemson's going to make another run at a playoff. Um, the only game that could possibly stand in their way is their open. Well, I say it could stand in their way. Their opener, um, you and I talked about this, uh, their opener is going to be against Georgia, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs in uh, in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium uh, to kick off the season. Hey, that's a big game. That's going to be that's a, tough, that's a tough football game. Huge. You got that's two. Two quarterbacks uh, who at one point in time or another were the number one quarterback in their class, um, both from California, by the way, uh, JT Daniels and DJ Uyunglele. And uh, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> JT Daniels, uh, you know, he took over the reins at Georgia kind of towards the end of this past season and gave them a little bit of life on offense. And I think when we talked a few weeks ago, this was a guy that I said is a possible sleeper for this upcoming season, Heisman. Um, as a matter of fact, I need to find out what the odds are because I may put some money down on, on him to win it, just on a long shot, depending on what it is. I, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not. But you also got another guy on the opposite side of the field, uh, DJ. You know, uh, he's also a Heisman candidate. Uh, you know, he – Small sample size with him against Clemson, you know, against Boston College and Notre Dame. But what we saw was absolutely incredible. Um, so he's poised to kind of take in and take over the reins from Trevor Lawrence and kind of keep the keep the train rolling. And, and everywhere else on the field with Clemson, they've been getting so many recruits at all these other positions that it's just going to – I think it's going to stack together nicely for them to have a great year. Uh, but you got to get through that opener. I think for both teams, though, it doesn't matter if you lose. You can't lose by a lot. But even if you lose a game, you win out, you win your conference, you probably still get in. 
but it's definitely a, 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 a head-turning game week one. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's probably, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the rest of the slate, but that's got to, you know, I'm sure it's probably a top three matchup for the opening. It's going to be game day for sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be a pretty high profile game. Um, like you said, both quarterbacks uh, are pretty damn good from what we've seen. And, um, you know, we're going to see what they can do. But uh, that that opening game, you know, like you said, it's definitely one that you can take an L on as long as you kind of win out. You know, losing two games is always tough to try to get in the playoffs with that. But, you know, early L's are easier than late L's, eight late L's, you know. So yeah. um, that's just the name of the game. And obviously, if both teams are winning after that, um, you know that that loss looks like a better loss as as the year pro, you know progresses. So um, that's going to be really, really good. I I, I can't wait for that one. Um, Georgia should be motivated, uh, but you know, obviously Clemson will be as well. But um, I don't know. I feel like Georgia has a lot to prove next year. A lot to prove. Uh, Kirby Smart. I mean. Uh, you know, how long is he going to get? Yeah, he's got a. He's getting the recruits. He got. He has to get the results. Uh, I mean, he's he's got. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. You know, you got to win one. You got to win one, man. You got to win one. Uh, Georgia is. Uh, I'm telling you, I've been to Athens a bunch of times. Like, if I was a high school kid coming out. Getting to go play football, like it, it, you know, that's that's I'll be one of those schools tough to turn down. Like that campus is really dope. Um, and then as like just a college town, good time. They getting kids, like they gotta. He's gotta do something. Yeah, um, I'm looking through the week one schedule here. Um, some other notable matchups that first week. Uh, I definitely think Georgia and Clemson's gonna be the game day game. Um, however, Alabama and Miami. Uh, which is going to be at uh, Mercedes-Benz down in Atlanta. See what Derrick so, King can do. Yeah. Um, well, is he if he if he gets back healthy? Yeah, because he what did he do? He tore his ACL. I'm not sure exactly what the injury was, but I believe it was pretty bad. It was something that uh, I think he's still slated to be ready for the season, um, but I don't think he's going to be available for camp. Right. So. But yeah, it's uh, let's see, what was his injury? I feel like um, yeah, he did have a torn ACL, but it was in December, so I mean, let's see, expected back next season. So they're projecting him to be there, um, back on the field, leading our team in August. That's uh, directly from Manny Diaz. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's gonna actually be a pretty good game. Um, well, I say. It's going to be a good game, but you just never know with Alabama. They could smack anybody. Right, right. I'm sitting here right now like, uh, I'm thinking I'm already like, – I'll probably take the spread on that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. But, well, uh, but, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, but, you know, still a high-profile game nonetheless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, another notable game. Here you go, Malone. Um, LSU and UCLA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. That one's in Pasadena. Yeah, in Pasadena, you know, we going out to Cali, back, back to Cali, Cali. But anyway, 
you know, we'll be out there going against Chip Kelly and the boys. Um, I think it'll be year three for Chip Kelly. So uh, yeah. he's starting to establish some roots there. Um, I know they got a quarterback. Uh, I think his last name is Robinson. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, so they have a quarterback. And we'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with our quarterback situation because I do think um, we have a battle on our hands with uh, Miles and Max. So we'll see. Yeah. Some pretty early Big Ten action that week one. Penn State at Wisconsin. That'll be a that'll be a pretty good one. Yes, that's a tough bet. That's a tough yeah. bet right there. You got uh Ohio State and Minnesota. Yeah, Ohio State, Minnesota. I think that's the Thursday night game. Yeah. Um you also have that you got a couple of couple of interesting looking games on paper, Sunday night and Monday night. Of course, with it being the opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, right. Notre Dame at Florida State on Sunday night. Um, Florida State hasn't been there over the last few seasons. I don't. I mean, I don't think anything's going to change. But at the same time, you never know. Every season's a new start. You don't know what they're doing in the off season. They're going to be at home. Maybe they shock us against Notre Dame, and, and then right. you got Ole Miss uh, at Louisville on Monday night, which. You know, year two for for uh, for Young Lane, and so uh, we'll see what he can do against uh, Louisville, who I think is returning. Um, what's the quarterback's name? Cunningham. Okay. Definitely going with the over in this one. Yeah. Hey, hey I tell you what, another sneaky game this that uh, opening week. Louisiana Raging Cajuns at Texas. Don't know if you remember the first week this past year. I do. Louisiana upset Iowa State at their place um, and kind of got off to a pretty hot start to the season. So uh, we'll see if they can spoil uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian's debut um, in Austin that weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, gosh, I forgot Steve Sarkeesian was even going to Texas. That's we didn't even bring move. that up. Yeah, it is a big move. Yeah, big yeah. move. Um, I mean, Tom Herman, he was supposed to be the guy. He was not. Uh, you know, I think they may have should have given him maybe one more year. But man, they kicked his ass up out of there, didn't they? Like, yeah, like they they kicked him out the club. Um, yeah, I mean it's. But Texas has deep pockets. They can afford to do that kind of shit. Like, if they want to get a new coach, you know. They just do it. Every couple of years, they can just do it. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that big a deal for them. So, I'm going to throw out two questions here for you for this upcoming season um, before we wrap things up here. Um, the first one being, with the vaccine being rolled out now, you know, I think they're still in phase 1B or phase 1A. Um were like people um i don't know what category you may fall in i know i'm gonna be like a summer type of category uh but by the time football is supposed to be starting up you know hopefully a majority of america is vaccinated to the point where maybe we can have a semblance of a reg uh, a normal season what do you think uh yeah no i mean i, I definitely think it'll be possible like to the point where you know have some people in the stands uh, a little bit, you know, up to capacity uh, a little bit. I don't think it's ever going to be back to the full stadiums, bro, just to be honest. I, I just can't see it. 
not for a, not for a while, not, uh, not for a while. But um, you know, I definitely think we'll have more people in the stadiums this year than we did this past year. Yeah, I just feel like it's going to be a gradual process. I just you know think everybody's going to want to want to be careful, you know. And plus, you know, we're dealing with college kids, and you know, uh, it's uh, uh, yeah. It's a lot. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. But I guess we'll see. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, like you said, they're up the capacity a little bit. Uh, maybe they'll, you know, we just got to kind of play it by ear. We don't know exactly where we'll be. Uh, you know, we're all just kind of speculating as far as what the uh, timeline is right now for vaccination. I'm assuming you – I'm assuming you're going to get uh, – Get that shot. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm a. I'm a do it. I'm. I'm kind of. Uh. I'm liking at the moment of kind of being able to sit back and see. You know what happens, to everybody else. Yeah. Kind of how it's affecting yeah. others. Uh. But I'm. You know. I've definitely been encouraging. Um. Like my parents to they they finally got some appointments. Yeah. To, to get theirs, thankfully. So I'm. I'm happy they're getting theirs. You know, but. As far as yeah. what we're concerned, you know, I think we're kind of, you know, obviously it's no, it's nothing to play with, but I think our recovery could be a little bit smoother at this moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cool waiting to see what happens with the vaccine and. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, all that good stuff, man. Well, I know my grandfather; he got his first one. I think he gets his second one in the next week or so. Uh, so he, awesome. yeah, he he's on his way to. To start getting visitors again because he's i mean my grandfather man he's 90 he's gonna be 94 this year and uh just you know he's still got life in him but he you know had a little bit of an accident he's having he can't really walk on his own anymore um so just with everything that happened with covid not being able to get visitors you know like all everything that happened to him happened right before covid and right. so just not being able to, you know, see family, have, you know, people come see him. They have to, like, look at him through a window. Uh, you know, it's going to be good to see uh, that he'll finally get to see, you know, my cousin and everybody that's out there. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's really been, you know, one of the toughest parts with all this. Uh, just not being able to be around certain family, you know, and um, for this long amount of time. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this vaccine can really do the trick, man, and we can yeah. all be around our families again um, as much as we want to. Yeah, absolutely. The second question I was going to ask you is sitting here right now, February of 2021, we're still over six months away from games even um, kicking off. If you were to pick four teams to be in next year's college football playoff right now, we're gonna mark the tape. Who you got? I got four teams for next year. Four teams. Got Clemson. Bear with me. I'm taking my time a little bit with this. Yeah, yeah. Got Clemson. I got USC. Ooh. That's a big one. I got um, 
Now I got LSU. Okay. And uh, they get over the hump. I'm going Oklahoma. All right. I got um, I got two, I got two matches here with you. I got two that I out of your four that I'm agreeing with. Okay. Um, I agree with Clemson. I agree with Oklahoma. My other two are, are different. Okay. Who you got? Um, so I hate to keep the pattern going, but yeah, I get it. I'm leaving the Pac-12 out. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not picking Alabama. Okay. The SEC is going to be represented by the University of Georgia. Wow. Okay. They finally getting over the hump, huh? I think they're going to do it. I think. I think, regardless of how that first game goes, I think this. I think we're going to see that happen. I think we're going to see Clemson and Georgia play each other week one, and both teams will make it to the playoff and possibly play a rematch. Wow! Wow! Um, and I, I hate to say it, but I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Ohio State. Really? Yeah. Who's um, the quarterback? Yeah. I'm more so thinking of everybody else they have because they're one of those teams where, I mean, you know how it goes, man. They can literally they can win, They can win a game despite the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're one of those teams that you could just plug somebody in and they're probably going to they're probably gonna do all right. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right, bro. You're um, right. I don't. I'm gonna have to ask Jeremy. I have no idea who's gonna be their quarterback, but um, I mean, the Big Ten just looks so bad this year. They looked horrible, and so when I look at everybody else in the Big Ten, I just don't see a team that stands out to me that's going to just beat Ohio State. I mean, just plain yeah. simple. I think they they just it's kind of like that 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 same effect that Clemson has with the ACC. I mean, not a knock against the ACC. Or the Big Ten, but it's just like it's tears. You know, Clemson and Ohio State are way up here, and then the rest of the league is, you know, a couple notches down. Right. I think that's just how it goes. And so it makes it to where those teams have an easier path, in my opinion. <coughs> but you still got to go out there and play the game. Teams lose. I mean, Clemson's Absolutely. lost, Ohio State's lost. Um, so, I mean, nothing is a, a foregone conclusion, but I think they ha- definitely have easier paths than. Um, any of the other teams. Yeah. Now, one team, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, we didn't bring up for next year, but one team that we both like, we've liked, you know, I really think since season one, low key, uh, especially near the end, but North Carolina is going to be of good course. next year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we both have respect for that program and uh, with their building there with, uh, with Mac Brown, um, their recruiting class is really good this year as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they just kind of keep building brick by brick. Uh, but yeah, we you know obviously we both love Sam Howell, so um, they're going to be good next year as well. So we see what they can do. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think really the biggest reason that I I, I obviously didn't throw them in the final four. I don't think they're quite there. And honestly, it's just because Clemson's there. They're gonna for yeah. sure. They're gonna be in the in the championship game, the ACC championship game in Charlotte. Um, I, I think that's who Clemson's opponent's going to be. 
But it's it's going to be one of those games, you know, we've seen them before where the winner is destined to make the, the playoff, and I just don't think they're going to be able to beat Clemson as of yet. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I definitely think that North Carolina is for sure some uh, – some pieces away from competing with y'all on the, on a yearly basis. Um, I, I mean, I, they're on, they're on the way. I will say this. I, I think this is going to be their best opportunity because when Sam Howell leaves, I mean that those are huge shoes to fill. Um, Absolutely. Now I will say they got a kid coming in. It's going to be a freshman this year. Uh, Drake May, the, the younger brother of, North Carolina Tar Heel basketball legend Luke May, who made the uh, buzzer right. beater shot uh, against Kentucky in um, in NCAA tournament the year that uh, Carolina won a championship. But um, his younger brother, uh, high profile quarterback recruit, was committed to Alabama for a very very long time. Um, and you know Nick Saban doesn't just get ordinary. You know he doesn't just get bums at the quarterback yeah. position anymore. Uh, yeah, he was committed there for a long time. Um, obviously, his brother went to Carolina, and his dad was a quarterback for Carolina as well. So I think that just kind of won out in the end. Um, so he flipped his commitment, but that's that's you know that's next in line. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, Sam is a, a Sunday player, but um, oh for sure, I think they at least have some sort of pipeline that they can be confident in uh, after after how it moves on. Yeah. I forgot about before we uh, before we wrap it up here. I forgot about Gunnar Stockton decommitting from South Carolina and uh, and committing to Georgia. Man, crazy! Um, Georgia's really kind of kind of stack stockpiling these quarterbacks a little bit. I mean, you got Brock Vandegrift coming in, and then you got Gunnar Stockton coming in the very next year. Um, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Oh, man, the best problem to have for sure. Yeah. Well, Malone, I mean, here we are. Season's over. Um, we've got uh, we've got camp coming up, spring camp. We've got the draft coming up, which is going to be an exciting time. That's when we're going to end up being back, of course. But, you know, it's time to take a break. You know, you and I have kind of been – Kind of been a little busy with our own thing going on here the last couple of uh, last few weeks, uh, which is why it took us a, a long time to get together and finally go over everything. But I'm glad we were able to do it. Uh, you know, we can come together, talk about the video game, the championship game, everything else has been happening. And uh, and, you know, it's going to be, I think, a great year for college football. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Uh... I can't wait for it to, to come back around. You know, spring games will be here before we know it. Um, and that will be great. Hey, oh, speaking of, you know, that's something that they never had on any other video games, I don't feel, bro. But that would be a football game. Yeah, that would be dope. I, or had they had it? I can't even remember. I don't think so. But That would be something cool to add. Yeah, like a little uh, little black versus white game. Or, yeah, you know. yeah. You know what I mean? Something that they just kind of throw into the off season. That just some some cool and fun to add. You know, yeah. throw into the off season. I can do. I, I can dig it. Yeah. Man, man, man. That damn so video many, game. So many potential, man. I mean, we could probably spend a whole another hour talking about that damn game. We could. We could. We could. Because <laughs> yeah, there's just so much that uh, could happen with it. Um, I I truly can't wait. Me neither, man. Well, my brother, it's been 
fun getting back together. Uh, we will do this again here in the next uh, probably about a month and a half, two months when this NFL draft gets a little closer. We'll talk about some of the things going on in spring camp, who's looking, you know, like maybe they're pulling away with possible jobs. Uh, and, you know, we'll uh, obviously, uh, yeah, we'll, this draft is going to be a, going to be a fun one, I think, this year with a lot of the quarterbacks coming out. But, Moan, as always, it's a pleasure doing this with you, my, my friend. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, fun as always. Uh, you know, we'll rock out again soon. Uh, just definitely want to say I appreciate everybody who has been listening um, for this whole season. Uh, you know, um, we're trying to get better every episode, every season. You know, so um, stick with us. Uh, and, you know, we try to keep improving the product. And, you know, we appreciate y'all sticking with us. Absolutely. Thank you all. I mean, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, we appreciate you listening and staying with us all season. And uh, uh, hopefully you'll be here with us next season, season three. But until then, you know, this is Scott Malone, Free Tuition. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Peace.